Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the COVID Cutie Podcast with your girl Tia. Um, damn, it's been another minute. What is up? Okay, so it's it's been a hot minute. <laughs> I don't know why I just come back like mad hype because I get so excited when I actually do have something to talk about. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for rocking with me. Like you guys are so sweet. Um because I know I'm not very consistent with this. So I do appreciate you guys. I mean, you know, it's life. Like, I want to be consistent with certain things. Um, and it's a struggle. So that's something that God, during this season, during this year, I feel like he is really going to stretch me. He's stretching me to be um, more consistent. He's stretching me to be more better when it comes to certain things in my life, whether personally or professionally. Um, and it's, it's a new year. Happy 2021. Happy new year, guys. Um, I don't know how your 2020 went for me. It was a lesson. It was a lot of lessons. Um, and luckily, you know, nothing traumatic happened, but it was certainly lessons. 2020 was a year that, um, I had to do a lot of self-reflection. Um, I had to do a lot. I have to come to truth with who I am. You know, I think that was like the main thing. I think at 26 years old, (laughs) a lot of people don't know themselves out here, you know, whether they're older, whether they're younger. And I just thank God. I thank God that I I figured it out. I didn't figure it out, but I, I had some sense of awakening at 26. And I'm making those necessary steps to be a better Tierra for tomorrow, if that makes sense. So 2020 was a blessing. Um, It wasn't the best year, but it was a blessing. Nonetheless, I got to learn who I was. I got to learn who I am and who I ain't. Okay. And that's the most important thing. And I'm still learning, right? I don't want to make it seem like, okay, I figured it out. So I'm cool. I'm still learning. And I think as long as you're breathing lungs in your air or breathing air in your lungs, Um, I think you're always trying to figure it out. There's no like one definition. We're all human. We're all put on earth for a purpose. I definitely think every individual, we're all chosen people. You know, I think some of us just figure out our, our powers and our strengths earlier than others, or we see it in ourselves more than others. You know, but we are all special beings. Um, there, there's no, God has no favorites. It's just who who's willing to seek him is who he favors. So there are no favorites, but at the same time, there is because it's are you constantly seeking God? Are you constantly seeking your purpose? Are you constantly thinking of are, are you constantly thinking kingdom mentality and kingdom mentality is simply for a better, a better world, a better tomorrow, a better future kingdom. Right. When you think of kingdom you, you think of ruler, you think of like, dang, how can we, what, what can we do to make this world a better place? And how do we go about doing it? How do we apply and start executing those ideas? And I think that's what we're all just trying to figure out, you know, um, especially the entrepreneurs out there, especially the people in business, especially the people in corporate America. Um, 
like myself, you know, I, I work for a company, but I'm always, 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 um, coming up with new ideas and new strategies that I, that I consult with my team with and my manager with, and I'm always, you know, it doesn't just have to be in the real world. You can be in corporate America and thrive. You know what I'm saying? You can be, you know, personally, I just do what I can do right now. I may not be where I want to be career wise, but I just do what I can do. I do my best where I'm at and it's gotten me, it's, it's done me well so far. So, you know, I just, I'm just trying. That's the, I think that's the only thing that we can do is strive and try to be the better person than we were yesterday. We can't worry about the person to the left of us, to the right of us. We can only focus on what we can focus on. And that's a positive attitude That's having supportive, real supportive friends and family um, in your circle. Um, But it starts with yourself. You know, it starts with your worth. It starts with you knowing what you're worth. And then everything around you will start to reflect where you are. So, like, I'm in a good space. You know, shout out to my friends. Shout out to my family. You know, family stepped it up. Sometimes I forget how loved I really am. Cause I go into my whole, you know, whatever. And I, I forget how loved I really am. And sometimes you have to hit rock bottom mentally to really see who's, who's rocking with you. And, you know, this year showed me that 2020 showed me that. And I appreciate everybody. I really do. I really am loved. And I hope you guys are loved too. So I wanted to dive into today's topic um, and it's going to be about veganism. It's no secret that I've been, you know, I have been vegetarian in the past and then I was vegan for a short two year period. But I wanted to talk about my experience. And I think this is important because I'm starting to see so many people become vegan. Some a lot of people are becoming vegetarian and then there are a lot of people that are becoming vegan. Now, with me. Um, I was vegan or vegetarian for three years and then vegan for two. So a total of five years, I went without eating meat, dairy, that whole bit from 2020, from 2012 to 2017. Um, I spent those five years with that experience and I'm going to talk about my experience and then I'm going to talk about the things that I've noticed now Because you have to realize um, vegetarianism and veganism back in 2012 was a lot different than what you see now. And it's good because that means it's progressed. Um, If it wasn't any different since 2012, then that would be a problem. And when I say it's grown, it really has grown. Like the community that I see on Twitter, that I see on Facebook, um, I join a few black girl veganism groups on Facebook. Um, I'm following a lot more um, healthy vegan pages on IG. So like I'm making efforts, like I've made efforts as far as my surroundings of being, working towards being vegetarian, working towards being vegan. The goal is to be vegan. Even back in 2017, when I, ate meat again. So I've only been eating meat for three years now, and it feels like a lifetime. 
So I've been eating meat less years than I was actually vegan, that I was actually vegetarian and vegan. So I, I always said, even back in 2017, that I would want to go back and, and stay vegan. I always said that. But, you know, it's easier said than done sometimes, right? So, so my experience. Okay, so in 2012, I was a senior in high school. And I don't know, I just wanted something different, right? I was like, man, this is my senior year of high school. I just want to, I want to, I want this year to really stick out. I want this year to be my best year. You know, high school was whatever. High school wasn't terrible for me. It was just whatever. You know, I just, I went through the motions. I played sports majority of my high school years, um, not majority, all of my high school years, even in middle school. Um, I played, I did a little bit of tennis. I did track and field. Um, I was on the, I was on the soccer team at one point. Like I was just that kid that did everything. I was in drama club. I was, I was in volunteer club. Like we would go to the Ronald McDonald house and like the food banks and we would give and we would clean up for like the, the mentally challenged children and just like we did everything like I, I literally dabbled in a little bit of everything in high school and in middle school. Um, and that just kind of gives you an idea of the type of person I am. I just I help, you know, I'm a helper. Um, I like being around people. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, who you are, what what color you are. I'm I'm used to it all. I grew up very in a very diverse field. Like I grew up around, you know, obviously I grew up around Africans. I grew up around Middle Easterns. Like my first, my first friends were Arabic. I learned more about Arabic food than I did soul food at a young age. And that's just what it was. Um, I'm very cultured. I've always been very cultured. So I think me transitioning into being a vegan was something that just wasn't it wasn't anything for me. I, and by the way, when I went vegan, when I went vegetarian, I keep saying vegan because I was vegetarian first for three years. Then I switched to veganism the last two of my five years. So when I switched to being vegetarian, I went cold turkey. And I didn't fall like I had my moments of like, damn, I'm craving some chicken or I'm craving meat. But like I, I was strong. And you got to realize in 2017 or 2020, I was, or sorry, in 2012, I was, I think, 16 or 17. So, you know, doing that back then was so easy because I didn't, you know, I wasn't really living life. Like I wasn't paying bills like I do now. Or, you know, I like at 17, 16, 17, you just, <laughs> you're not really doing anything. You're a baby. And at 26, I guess I'm still a baby because I, I hear, oh my gosh, and I'm always around older people, and then I, I like to think that I'm mature for my age, right, until I get around people in their 40s and 50s and 60s, like, I hang around old-ass people, and, and they be like, damn, like, you're a baby, you're a baby, you're a baby, you know, whatever, so I be hanging around old people, like, in their 40s, 50s. I've always been around older people. So that's why people my age, it just, it never really clicked. And then 
for the people who are my age and I'm actually cool with, those are my people. Like, they get me, I get them, they don't care that I act more mature because nine times out of ten, they're mature too. Like, they hang around people that are like their mom's age also. So it's just, if I do hang around people my age, it's because we all hang around older people. So it's, we're just mature like that. So that's why at 17, 16, 17, me going vegan, me going vegetarian, it just wasn't anything for me because I just felt like, damn, I did it all. I did everything that I wanted to do, you know, as far as high school goes. And I was like, well, I don't have anything else to lose. And then on top of that, I'm not going to lie. On top of that, it was I was heavily influenced by my teammates and my friends. Um, Two of my friends were already vegetarian. And we hung out. That that was the crew. That was the crew. The three amigos. It was us three. And one of them was vegan, was vegetarian. And the other one was starting to cut back on meat. So I felt like, damn, let, you know, at 17, you just want to be down. You just want to be with the crew, whatever. So I was just like, all right, cool. Well, then I guess I can just become vegetarian. And I did. And I was very proud of myself. And I told my mom, I'll never forget. I think I texted my mom that day that I made that decision. I was at school. And I was when I text my mom, like, straight up. I remember exactly what I said. I was like, if I decided to not eat meat anymore and go vegetarian, would you support me? And she said, yeah. Just like that. She said, yeah, honey. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm going to not eat meat anymore. And... This is why I love my mom. I love my mom to death. This is why mothers, mothers don't get enough credit. They really don't. God bless my mother's heart. She would be up making like two different dinners all because I wanted to not eat meat anymore. So like she would essentially make the same dinner, but like two different dinners. And I say that because say if they were having lasagna that night. She would make one lasagna that had meat in it. And then she would make a whole nother pan of lasagna just for me to like eat off of for a couple of days. And it was strictly vegetables. Like this is how dedicated my mother was and still is like my mother is still to this day. Now, my mom is a lot different now. She's like, look, kick your own damn food. <laughs> like, But that's just my mother. Like she... God bless her heart. Like she would make two meals just because I didn't eat meat. So like whatever meal they would have, she would make the same thing, but with no meat in it. So, you know, that's why I think that's why it was so easy for me, too, is because I had the support at home. You know, my brother was super supportive. He was like, mm, I think I'm going to start not eating meat. But, you know, it didn't last for him. But he, his heart was at least in the right place to try to do it. Um, and my dad, he wasn't really feeling it. He was supportive, but he would make little side jokes and comments. That's just the type of guy he is, you know, if, and I've just learned to just deal with that. You know, I love him to death, but you know, he, he feels the need to make a comment about every little thing. And, you know, you just got to learn how to love him from a distance a little bit. Um, cause he'll always have something to say. That's always a little contradictory to what you believe or what you, um, but I feel like that's a lot of men period. I think that I've come to realize that's how a lot of men are. Um, and you just got to learn how to roll with the punches and, but they were supportive for the most part. He was still very supportive. It was just a little side comments that I didn't really appreciate. Like, 
He didn't believe that it was real meat. Or he didn't re- he didn't believe that it was fake meat. So like I would have like, you know, the fake meatballs, the fake chicken sandwiches. You know, this was back again. This is back in 2012. So it was like you go to the grocery store and the grocery store was pretty much back then all that you had. So you had like the Morning Star brand, the Boca brand, and maybe like one other brand. This was back in 2012 where like veganism isn't what it is now. You know, vegetarianism wasn't back then. Is it is what it is now. So you have to keep that in mind on how veganism and vegetarianism have grown drastically in just the short in just seven years, eight years. 2012 was eight years ago. So you have to realize a lot has changed in eight years. And then those first five It really wasn't many options. So between 2017 and now, just three years, a lot has changed. And I'm seeing more black people go vegan and vegetarian. Um, There are so many groups on social media that you can join now. There's, There's a whole ass vegan Twitter, which I follow heavy. I follow vegan Twitter more than I do non vegan Twitter. Like now I've gotten to the point where I see like meat when I see like steak and like burger and like red meat. I just kind of I cringe at the thought of it. And that's no disrespect to people who eat it. But beef was something I've never for some reason years ago. Beef that hasn't sit well with my system in years anyway. So I beef is something that's not hard for me to give up pork. I haven't had pork since I was pre-teens because my uncle doesn't eat pork. So when I would go and visit over the summers um, in Philly, we I was just so used to not eating pork. I would come home and my mom would be like, so you don't eat pork? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, so it, that was something years ago I gave up too. So a certain a lot of stuff I just gave up without hesitation. Even like to this day, I just, I still don't eat, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, But the hardest thing for me to give up was chicken. Not going to lie. Chicken was the hardest thing for me to give up. And I still struggle with giving that up. But I know I can do it. And it, like I said, it, it helps when you have a supportive group or even a supportive environment. Right. Because somewhere like on the East Coast, in the Midwest area, there's not too many. I mean, there is there's a lot of there's a lot more options, but say something like the West Coast is so different. Um, They have whole as street fairs of vegan food. Right. And of vegetarian options. So it's a lot easier depending on location. So that's what I mean when I say it's a lot easier said than done. If I were put in an environment that had a lot more options and the community was a lot bigger because everybody's vegan, nobody's out here eating meat, like that would be so much simpler. You'll be surprised how much easier things can be if you're put in an environment that already supports it. We're already living it. So it's not difficult because everybody's vegan you know so 
But when you're in an area, when you're in a city that isn't that popular, it's still very heavily meat orientated. Um, it's a lot difficult, you know, it's a lot more different and you have to be a lot more stronger. The willpower to stay strong is real. Okay. And I'm not saying that I'm vegan. Let's make it clear. Um, I'm transitioning little by little. I can't, I'm not the same girl I was at 16, 17 years old. I can't just go cold turkey like that. Um, cause I damn near have a panic attack and just cave in and start eating the first thing I see. So I've learned at 26, the best option for me is just to slowly let stuff go. So now I'm at the point where I eat salmon is like my main thing. Um, and I realize at some point I'm going to have to let salmon go <laughs> and I'm not ready for that, you know, and I'm not rushing to let it go either, but I'm not ready to let that go. Um, but for the most part, I've, I've gotten rid of everything else. Every once in a while, I do like some seafood. I'm a seafood person. You know, I like my shrimp. I like my crab legs. I like my salmon. I'm not a big tilapia fish type of person, but every once in a while, I like me a piece of fried fish, you know. Um, so the seafood part is like, that's the hardest thing for me to give up right now because that's what we tend to wean to, right? Like, we're like, okay, I can let go of the meat, but then you start getting heavy into seafood. Like, I wasn't even heavy into seafood until I gave up meat. So that's the thing. Like, we just we just slowly partake into other things because we know we have to give it up. So, like, when I was eating meat, I didn't give a damn about seafood. I like it, but I wasn't eating it as much as I eat it now. Um, and again, the only thing that I do eat is shrimp every once in a while and salmon. So it's not like I'm heavy into the seafood stuff because, you know, they say you are what you eat. So I don't want to get too into the, you know, the seafoods because I'm not trying to smell like under the sea type. I, you know, it's just seafood has a certain smell and you definitely don't want to smell like that on your on your breath and your body odor. You just you don't want to smell like that. So I that's why salmon is good, because. It doesn't have a smell when you cook it. It almost tastes like chicken. <laughs> Black people love to say everything tastes like chicken. Salmon tastes like chicken. You know, freaking frog's tongue tastes like chicken. Uh, freaking birds taste like chicken. Like, they love to say everything tastes like chicken, and it don't. Everything does not taste like chicken. So we got to stop saying that. Oh, it tastes like chicken. I like who who even started that? Okay. Um so yeah, my experience in 2012 it was a, it was easy. Like I said, I was I was in high school, I was living at home. My mother, God bless her heart, was making two different damn dinners damn near every other night. Um to support the fact that I didn't want to eat meat. So you know, I have a supportive family. It was just, you know, I think I kind of at my wits end, I wasn't getting the support socially. Like I was getting the support from home. But I think the hardest thing for me at the time during my five years was the social aspect of it all. 
right? Like being like being around cousins that weren't used to people who didn't eat meat. You know, and people and you you get tired of asking the same questions like you know, I got asked the same questions and it just got annoying. And I don't know, like when you're going to family cookouts, all you're you're stuck to just the veggie tray and the chips and dip. And that's about it. And maybe if you're lucky, some pasta salad or potato salad, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're lucky, because that's the one thing I noticed, too. You never really realize how how much stuff is cooked with meat until you go freaking vegetarian. Like until you give up meat, you don't realize how much meat is consumed in everything. And that's what I had to learn. I was like, yo, who put meat in the baked beans? Like I can't even eat beans without it having meat. Like, yo, I was tight. I was so upset because you don't realize these things until you give it up. Like I can't even have a pasta salad. Like some people put like, pepperoni in their pasta salad and I'm like who puts meat in pasta salad or like they'll have pasta salad but they'll have the crab the crab meat in it and I'm like damn does everybody know that I don't eat meat and they're purposely doing this then you start to think people are fucking with you right (laughs) because they know that you don't eat meat and they'll be like oh I forgot I forgot I forgot we'll just eat around it or just pick it out and it's like thank god I'm not like one of those crazy I was never one of those crazy um you know vegetarians where I'm like no it's cooked with it I can't eat it no like at the end of the day it's like am I gonna starve or I'm just gonna have to eat around this you know like I'm not one of those particular people um and I never was um So, I mean, hey, if I was at a family function and I haven't eaten anything all day, I'm just going to have to eat around it. So it's just, you know, I was never one of those people that was like so in particular, because at some point you have to expect some type of cross contamination when it comes to like food. Like even if you unless you are going to a fully straight up vegan place, you know, if you're going to those restaurants that have meat and vegan options just you know you just have to just assume that they probably cook it on the same grill and do they clean it in between times or in between meals who knows you know so you just have to you have to just accept that sometimes everything isn't vegan even when it comes down to the butter even when it comes down to the grill that they're making the food on you know you just have to and heat kills the germs anyway, so it's not like it's that big of a deal. Um, but, you know, you just have to take the good with the bad. And, you know, don't be super psycho about it. Um, unless, obviously, it's a 100% vegan restaurant. Then you'd never have to worry because that's all they sell. Versus the restaurants who have the vegan options, but they're mainly like a steakhouse or, you know, whatever. So, 
And the takeaway from that is I kind of wish that I had more knowledge. I think that's one of the main reasons why I didn't stay vegan or vegetarian is because for one, the location, right? I was in college. Um, a lot of my friends at the time, me transitioning into vegetarianism, it was easy because the people I had in high school, right? My friends, my peers, some of the people on the rugby team, it was easy because I wasn't the only one. And then once I transitioned into college, it got a lot more difficult because of the social circle. Everybody around me ate meat. So even for those three, four years after I had started in high school, I was still very strong. Um, But it became very difficult socially to be the only one that was like eating veggie trays. And then you kind of get sick of it, right? Like, you you just get sick of always eating vegetables. And it's like, at one point, that's what I thought it was. Like, I'm like, damn, am I only entitled to just eating veggie trays when I go out to functions? Like, it became frustrating. It became super frustrating at times. And I think that's why I eventually just caved in because my social circles became... Uh, bigger and as my social circles became bigger the options for for me just became smaller and I started to get frustrated because I I started with so much hope and so much support and then you know as the people around me weren't what I was I just you know I eventually just caved in and after five years of being strong and being vegetarian first and switching into veganism, um, which was a lot harder because veganism is like, you're giving up dairy. When I was vegetarian, I was still eating dairy. And, but then, you know, I had to relax on that too, because my body wasn't really feeling that, uh, black people, let's just say black people are not meant to really eat or consume dairy of any sort. I'm sorry. We're not. We're not. And. But, you know, I did it and my skin was still fine. Like it didn't really affect me too much. It was just bowel movements. It was a lot of bowel movements. Um, but, yeah, I just it, it just became harder socially. It just became hard. And I eventually caved in 2017 I was at a function. It was like some outdoor summer function. And I'll never forget. It was the summer of 2017. It was when I said F it. I had been drinking. I was hungry. There was no options. I was sick of freaking veggie trays. And I think I had like a hot dog or something. Whatever. And I had broke my five year veganism slash vegetarian journey and you know that was new for me it was it was new for me it was new for me um and of course after five years of not eating meat I didn't feel too good after I ate that um my body had to adjust and yeah 
And honestly, I've been eating meat ever since. And this was three years ago is when I started eating meat again. And now I will say most of 2020, I have gotten rid of most meats again. Um, I didn't go cold turkey like I did the first time in 2012. The fact that I, I held out for five years and I went cold turkey, that's awesome. Cold turkey and was doing it for five years and didn't like go back at all. Stayed strong for five years. That was that was probably one of my biggest um, accomplishments that I'm very proud of. my Like personal accomplishments that I'm proud of myself for. But now at 26, listen, we ain't going cold turkey no more. We will slowly and surely just get rid of stuff. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm at a point in my life where I can just slowly but surely take stuff out. And then when we reach that point, when we reach that point, I'm not rushing it. Um, but my whole thing is like iron, because when I was vegan and vegetarian for those five years, let me tell you, I struggled with my iron. I had very low iron and I was always tired I was always cold and I always would munch on ice chips like that's the funny part it's like how you cold but you eat an ice like it was so weird I went through like a phase of just having very low iron and even now I just went um I just had my my checkup, you know, my my annual physician's checkup and they, you know, they do blood work and they just test all the stuff. And I'm I'm very healthy. You know, I can I can lose some weight, but I'm very healthy for the most part. And iron deficiency is still kind of low. So and that just goes to show you. It's very hard to obtain iron. It doesn't matter if you if you if you're vegetarian, vegan, if you eat meat. Iron is very hard to obtain no matter what you are. So that's the thing. Um and I think, you know, just with time even even if you have to like substitute into just eating or taking iron pills, that might be a thing. Um, but you should always check your doctor. Listen, everything that I'm saying here, I'm not, you know, a licensed professional. I'm not a physician. I'm not a dietary uh, physician at all or specialist. But I'm just telling you my experience. You know, I suffered from low iron deficiency for a while. And even now. Like I said, I just I just did my annual checkup and everything, all my numbers are good, but I am low in iron still. So I'm just going to have to accept the fact I'm going to have to take some iron pills. And I hate taking pills. I'm one of those people. This is why I'm so adamant about health and fitness is because I don't want to be one of those people that take like literally 10 pills a day. 
I don't even care if it's vitamins. I'm not even big on vitamins because they just remind me of pills. It's it's really just another pill. I would rather take oils. So black seed oil, zinc spray. Like I would rather take them in spray and oil forms if I'm going to take anything. I And they're nasty as hell, but they also get into your system a lot quicker because they're liquid. So I'll take some, I'll take some oils. I'll take a spoonful of this, a spoonful of that. Uh, I'll take some drops of chlorophyll in my water. Anything that's liquid, I'll take. But the minute that people start trying to say, I'll take this in a pill form, it's a wrap. The only thing that I take in a pill form every day is a probiotic. And that helps with overall gut health. So I don't mind taking my probiotic every day and my biotin, right? Your hair, skin, and nails. Because if I go a day without biotin, I feel it. So my biotin and my probiotic are the main two things that I do take. But other than that, I'd rather take everything in liquid form, everything in oil form, everything in a spray form, just because taking too many vitamins, it, I feel like that's setting you up to just take pills. Who wants to take pills their whole life? You know, I've, I've personally seen it in my family uncles, aunts, my parents at one point, you know, needing to survive off of pills because of, you know, blood pressure and cholesterol and glucose levels, like, you know, just vitamin D, all that stuff. It's like, who wants to, who wants to take pills the rest of their life? Not me. Who wants to wake up and have to take 10 pills a day? Like that, that's sad. I don't, that's not cute to me. And it never has been. So I just, you know, I just try to eat right. I try to eat right. I try to exercise. And that's like the best that we can do. Some stuff you just can't help. And I understand that. Um, I understand some stuff you just can't help. But the stuff that is preventative, try to prevent it. It's called a preventative for a reason. So do all the things that you can do in your control to prevent that from happening. Um, and it starts, it starts with what you put in your system. It starts with what you eat. You are what you eat. So, and I wish more people knew about it. I mean, they know about it, but it's easier said than done. I get it. But, you know, I read this quote. I read this tweet on Twitter about, dang, I know I'm going to butcher it up. I'm, I know I'm just going to like mess this all the way up. Um, dang. It's like, ah, I wish I knew. I wish I knew what it said. Cause it's like, I, I, it's something like, ah, uh, what did it say? It's like on the tip of my tongue. It's like. (sighs) 
damn, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm pissed because it's like right on the tip of my tongue. But something like if it's it's cheaper to like, you know, I don't know. Damn, I, I really don't know. It's, it's cheaper to like prevent it now. It's cheaper to buy vegetables or something now than get a medical bill later or something like that. I don't know. Obviously, that's definitely not it. But how they put it made so much sense. It was somewhere along those lines. Like, it's cheaper to heal now than to, like, or it's cheaper to, like, prevent now than to have to heal later. I don't know. Something like that. But it was a good little quote. And it made a lot of sense. So many people say eating healthy is expensive, but what's more expensive, this or a medical bill, you know, it ain't that expensive. It's just about doing it. We all, we, we make so many excuses on why we should be healthy. And I'm not even trying to like pressure people into being vegan because hell, you got people who are vegan and still have health problems, you know, um, and we got to we have to steer away from people who are vegan thinking that that's like the better option um just because i've been on both sides and just like most people i'm sure have been on both sides um most people didn't come into this world being vegan it's something they picked up it's something they learned so we have to give a lot of people more compassion and grace when it comes to them transitioning or learning about food because that, you know, that's something that we weren't really taught. So we have to give people grace at where they're at in their journeys with food. And I think the moment that we do that, it opens so many more doors and possibilities and understanding when it comes to other people and how they think. And it's beautiful. Like, I love going to family functions. And um, a family friend of ours who's my mom's, one of my mom's best friends, um, her and her husband are vegan. And I remember they had this function and it was all vegan food minus a few, like, ribs and stuff that they had. They didn't make the ribs, but they were like, all right, if y'all want meat, y'all got to bring it over because we're not cooking it. And we went over there and all the sides were vegan, vegan mac and cheese. They use vegan cheese, all that stuff. And it tastes better than the real stuff. And everybody, all you heard was people say, wow, this is, this is vegan. This is vegan. So like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just have such a great support system, you know, and I I need to take advantage of it more. I realize, um, because we're so quick to be like, oh, I can do this myself. You know, I don't really need any help, but thank you. You know, but it's okay. I think it's okay to ask for help. And this year in 2020, it really helped me realize, like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for counseling. It's okay to ask for for therapy. It's okay to ask for somebody to just listen to you. You know, it may not even be help with anything physically. It's just I need somebody to be there emotionally. You know, I need somebody to, to just listen because I'm often the friend that listens to a lot of people. So when it comes to me 
venting it's hard for me to do and simply me venting about you know my vegan experience is even helpful and it made me open my eyes to a lot of things even as I'm sitting here talking about my experience so sometimes you know it's okay there's no shame and wanting to speak what's on your mind what's on your heart as long as you know who you are because you know people are going to talk regardless but I feel like they talk is because they don't really know themselves. And when you know yourself, when you know yourself, uh, all that other stuff is very irrelevant, is what I've come to learn. So always strive to know who you are and be your most authentic self. Because you'll be surprised. You're surrounded by a lot of people who don't know themselves. And by you simply being yourself is inspiring someone else. Living your truth is inspiring someone else. And they may never admit it, they may never say it, but their actions will start speaking for it. That's why you can't go by too many people and their words, but their actions. Their actions will speak for itself. So um, I hope that this episode was somewhat inform uh, informative. I know... I was all over the place, um, but I just wanted to, to share my experience with food and with health and veganism and vegetarianism and how I'm slowly weaning back into that lifestyle. And it's going to be a process. It's going to be a journey. Um, I know for a fact when I finally do end up moving my environment, it'll be a lot easier for me. So, you know, you'll get updates on that as it happens, if it happens, when it happens. Um, yeah, so I just want to thank you guys so much. Happy New Year. Once again, 2021 is going to be a year of provision. And a lot of what was a lot of the lessons that were learned and discovered in 2020 will now be applied in 2021. And I feel that heavily for a lot of people. 2020 wasn't a waste for me. Like I said, it wasn't my best year. I would, I would have liked to have traveled a lot more. But because I have a tendency to not want to like stay still. I like to be on the go. So 2020 made me really sit with myself and sit with my feelings and sit with who I am, sit with my truth. And I'm okay with it. I actually love this new me better. I love this new me a lot better. It's just now, now since I have a sense of who I am and my truth, I just need to start seeing what that looks like in action. I need to start applying those things and executing those things in action. So that's, you know, that's what 2021 is. Being more present and being and having more provision into going after the things that I want, even career-wise. Um, going after the things you want. So I'm excited for what 2021 has to offer and beyond. And you guys stay blessed, stay safe. And I will check you guys out on the next episode of the COVID Cutie Podcast. Thank you, guys.